The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I think I would do pretty well at it if I wanted to, if I really committed to it. Sure. But the problem is I would have to do multiple different ones because it couldn't just be one thing day in and day out because I would go a little bit insane. Yeah. Although that might add to it. If I were a little bit crazy. I mean, you are a little bit crazy, so I think that you could absolutely do uh, but it. But I could travel around like city to city and do this and just be hired out like expert to come into town. Oh, mm. if I could get paid to do that. Well, I, I know that would be your dream. I would absolutely do That would do be it. your dream. I would, and I, would never see, I would never see you again. You would never see me again. No, I, I would know. absolutely do it. And you'd always be in disguise. Oh, my God. It is a dream job, and I never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have lots to talk about today. I do want to remind everybody that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. And in time, you're going to be buying something from Amazon. Prime Day is coming up, Sarah. Prime Day oh, is Prime on its way. Day. Is that, what, is, what is that? Prime Day's a, a it's like a holiday that Amazon has created. Oh, that's when like every like lots of things are on sale and you can find all yeah, kinds of fun. A whole stuff. bunch of deals. And leading up to that, they have lots of deals that are going on too. And the best way to take advantage of that is to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link when you're making your purchases. That's that's what you should do. I mean, it's right there. So uh, funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link anytime you're going to be buying something from there. And like I said, we do have a lot to get to today. Uh, I do want to bring this up because we hadn't had a chance to talk about this, is uh, if you're here in Portland, Oregon, tonight, July Portland, 10th. Oregon. Uh, either July 10th or July 11th, 2018, Sarah and I will be part of the judging panel for Helium Comedy Club's contest for Portland's Funniest Person. So we're going to be down there. Uh, judging the semifinals. Judging the semifinals, and yeah. tomorrow night. So it's yeah. going to be long nights, but I'm excited. But I don't know what to wear. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was the big... The, okay, the big kerfuffle is, what is Sarah going to wear? What are what are you going to wear? I don't know what I'm going to wear. I mean, we're sitting back... The way this works... Nobody cares, I know, but like I care. Uh, the way it works is, so Helium Comedy Club is awesome. It, it's the best comedy club here in, in town, I would say. Um, and and the way it works is, you know, they've got this contest that's been going on for a couple of months to whittle it down to Portland's Funniest Person. And tonight, being tonight tomorrow night being the semifinals, there's four different shows with ten comedians each, and it'll end up getting all whittled down to, I think... 12 comedians. I think there's maybe four from each one. I don't know exactly. We'll find out. We'll find out tonight. I three from each one. Yes, I think it's 12. Three, top three from each one, yeah. I think, move on. And what we do is it'll be Sarah, myself, and probably about four other people, and I don't know who it's going to be, will be on the panel of judges in the back. And it's actually, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's hard, really hard to judge. But it's also, it's like such an honor to get to ask to, to do that. Oh. I mean, because it's like, Fancy, yeah. like you get to sit there and you have your own table and there's like a little a little card with our names There'll on it. There'll be a card with our name on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever spelled spelled mine correctly. Yes, they did. They only spelled, oh, they did. They spelled no, it they did. once no, wrong no, and no, then they, they fixed it. No. Well, no. I mean, it's fine. Um, and, and so we're going to be we're gonna be back there. And so since we'll be the uh, judging, like the way it works is there's a series of things that we look for and we don't know what the other, other judges are doing. So it's all completely just uh, compiled through all these different all the different judges that are up there. It's it's fun. Now, what you're going to wear, though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't what are know, you going to wear? Nobody cares what I'm wearing. Well, I know nobody cares what you're wearing, except for you care what you're going to wear. 
I, I'm probably going to wear jeans do. and a black shirt. Okay. That's probably what I'm going to be wearing. Oh, boy. Something new and different. Something com- completely crazy. Yes. Uh, so that's that's part of it. So anyway, that's what's going to be going on. Yes. So we're going to be there tonight and tomorrow night. So if you are going to be there, cheer for us. Please, please cheer for us. Cheer for us because they, they announced the judges' names at the beginning. And just be cool if everybody's like, yeah, Greg, good serve. Yay. I know. I don't want, like, what if there's just, like, one lone, like, Okay, anyway, on to the next person. Well, at least because it's always introduced by the person who was nominated Portland's Funniest the year before. Who won it, yeah. And it's Caitlin. It's Caitlin Warehouser, and she's a friend of ours. So I'm like, at least Caitlin will probably give a, love you guys. (laughs) Oh, that'll be sad if she has to do that to, like, make up for it. I know. (sighs) Oh, I'm feeling just, yeah. Anyway, uh, we will be judging at Helium's Comedy Club, uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. Well, so this is also—it's also like the first. Uh, like, if you have gone to see him, just so you know how important this is. Like, this is basically the first time that it is an audience participation. This is a panel voting, which right. is like. Uh, so this is like the actual number voting. So whoever moves forward is in the running toward becoming America's Portland's next stop. Portland's person. next stop. Funniest person. All of that. All right, I'm sorry. I was just concerned. I, I, I know, I'm representing yeah. us, Greg. I just wanted to see if there's anything that you should recommend. Should I wear my 1984-themed T-shirt that I'm wearing right now or probably not? I'm going to let you worry about that in the, <laughs> in the interim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass that worry on to you um, to, to work on that one, and we will, we will get that squared away. We will get that all figured out. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, so right. I, I don't want to take away from what you were talking about at the beginning. I have a, I have a slight inkling as to what you were. Yes. Yeah, so – if you uh, are an avid listener of our show, then you also know that I uh, we took the day off yesterday, which was Monday, July 9th, um, and that is all on me, and it wasn't for anything uh, crazy cool. I just I needed a day off. So, um, that's sometimes why we had, people need a day sometimes off. Sometimes you need a day off. And so since I hadn't really gone out of town for the birthday last, month, last week, uh, I decided to head out of town for a night. And went went to the Oregon coast. Oh, the beautiful Oregon. The beautiful coast. Oregon coast. It is very nice over oh, there. Oh, I bet that was nice out there because it was so hot here, which means it was, was probably it? perfect. Yeah, it was there. pretty good. Yeah, it was like seventy something, maybe. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it was. Anytime that I'm not melting, like seven seventy something is the perfect temperature for me. Yeah. Like as soon as it gets into the eighties and nineties, and I start like just sweating and not stopping, I'm like, I love the heat. But not yeah. so much the rest of the stuff that comes with it. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty nice over there. But it, it was one of those things. So I, I ended up going to Seaside, Oregon, which I, I think I posted a couple of things about that. Um, and and Seaside's great. It's did kind you ride of more on the carousel. A, I did not ride on the carousel. Oh. It's it's like one of those like classic beach towns where it does have a carousel. It's got like a little arcade. It's got, I mean, it's it's big for the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. For an Oregon coast town, which it's still really tiny, but it's big for that. And uh, you know they got like a like a twelve story Shiloh in there, so I mean it's it's a big deal. I hear they have affordable excellence. The affordable <laughs> is that what is that what is that their tagline? yes because yeah how do you know that because I worked in radio for so long and they were a sponsor in one of the shows that I worked on. Oh really? Yeah, and it would just always be Shiloh in affordable excellence. Really? So that's the one yeah, that got no, stuck in your have, head. Like building or selling a home, go to Remax and Associates. Like I have all of these like commercials. Uh-huh. In my head. Because you hear them so many times. I hear them or had to say them, uh-huh. like for my traffic reports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like mine. Safe light repair, safe light replace. Like that is, I when I had to, because I filled in for production in radio several times, to, uh, so I had to like voice the commercials or just edit them and put them together. And I had to hear fucking safe light repair, safe light replace over and over and over and over stuck in my head. 
it was like needles listening to that thing. So I understand. Yeah. I will not say the name of that hotel again. And that's not where I stayed anyway. So went to Seaside. Yeah, you're like really into that hotel. I mentioned it once. Twice. No. I think once. Three times the I really don't think that's you not the case. Me- you mentioning not mentioning it is also counting as a mention. Okay. Sorry, it triggered something for you. Uh, we're not trying to trigger you with your with your shallow insight. Stop saying the word trigger. Well, right, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, went over there and it was it was awesome. I mean, it's the Oregon coast is one of those funny things. Of, like, a there's there's a tons of tourists there, which I was kind of surprised about how big of a tourist destination Seaside Oregon is now. It's the easiest beach town, the biggest beach town to get to from Portland. Like, it's the quickest. You get you can go. North or south from there, but it's the quickest one to get to okay. from Portland is Seaside. Is it just – is it 26? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Takes you straight there. So I think if anybody's going to be a tourist in Portland and they want to go see the beach, that's probably where they're going to go. And it's a, it's a pretty damn good beach too. So so that was kind of interesting seeing all the tourists. And you, it's one of those things where as soon as you get over there, you, you remember, you know, tourists don't pay attention to anything around them. Oh yeah, and I've been there quite a few times. I don't feel like I'm a tourist. I guess I guess I am, but I'm aware of my surroundings. Like these it, people will just I mean, you're run like tourist right light into, a little bit because I mean, like you're from the state. Well, it's not like they're I've just, never been to see. I mean, I've been yeah, to seaside you've been there before. Times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so so uh, it's funny though how people just don't pay any attention, and you'll be sitting there, and you'll like there was one point where I was eating dinner, and. I was eating dinner at this table that was next to, like, kind of a walkway, one of the main walkways through town. But clearly I'm sitting right here eating dinner, and then there's just, like, a little bit of a fencing in between me okay. and, like, this main side. Like a, like a lower, like, patio fence a lower, like, yeah, patio fence. It's just, like, a, a mild boundary just says, oh, here's the restaurant side, here's the sidewalk side, otherwise I'm right next to you. And I'm sitting there, and this whole group of ladies just stopped and... And we're standing, like, like if I reached up my hand, I could touch them. But to them, I didn't exist because I was on the other side of the There's some fence. invisible boundary, Some invisible boundary. This is all open air, open air just sitting there. So I'm right next to, I mean, seriously, I could touch them if I wanted to. That's, that's not what I'm claiming I would do. You did not touch them. I did right? not touch them. But I'm that close to them, and they just start having these personal conversations right there because they, in their minds, I don't exist. Because there's like, it's, like an invisible barrier. It's like a yeah, they've got, just got like this this mental blindness that I'm there, and so I'm just sitting there listening to their conversations That's about weird their hair and so and so and what so and so. I don't know. It was just strange, and so it's funny to me how people just forget about their surroundings completely. And can and it can engage in something like that. That is, I mean, that's what I've noticed. It, it seems even as more like strangers move to Portland, mm-hmm. um, just people uh, and their interactions like don't even they're not aware of their space. Like yeah. it's with driving and with walking. Like I, that has been one of the most severe sources of irritation. Like if you're walking towards someone on the sidewalk, I've had this happen several times. Like if I'm out of town or in town, whatever. Like when you're walking, you go over to the right, and then they go over to their right. Right. That. Yeah, it's okay. So the rule, if you're walking down the sidewalk and somebody's walking towards you, yeah, no, this, do you automatically go to the right? Yeah, and more yeah. often than not, I've had people who just won't move and they try to force me to step into the grass or oh, whatever like there that. is. No, and that is starting to happen it. all the time. Like there isn't politeness. Like if there's a big group of people, they don't start to file. Like they just all kind of still take up the thing. And so I'll just stay. I'll stay the course. Yeah. And I will run into them. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I will too. Yeah. Because I, I, every once in a while, I'll be like, fuck, I don't feel like doing it with this right now. I'll just step out of the way. But no, if there's like 10 of them and one of me, I'm allowed just as much sidewalk as they are. If the sidewalk is big enough for two people to walk, walk on it, then yeah, there shouldn't be any issue there. Then they have to file and file past you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't force you off. No, sorry, so that what was do you what do? It was do you kind just of stand reminding. there and like lock your arms and just yell like I'm not moving and like and just let them. I'll, go I'll push here. past them. I'll walk through. I'll keep walking. Yeah, and make mm. them move. Mm. Like play a game of chicken almost. Because well, I've had to get used to it. I think the clipboard people have helped me a little bit because they have gotten so aggressive to where they've gotten to the. Point I don't think where anyone's ever had as much problems with clipboard people as you. They step out because I walk in the neighborhood a lot. I'm, I'm walking yeah. around in my neighborhood and on the like, streets every day. And they will, they've started to step out right in front of me. I had one almost look as if they were trying to reach to take my earbud out of my ear. Oh. Yeah. No. No, it's not good. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. Somebody's touching you. No, they they didn't touch me, but they looked like they were going to, like they were going for me. And I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely no. If somebody's, somebody, somebody cannot touch you, that can't be an issue. All right. So. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting just seeing how, you know, people interact. And since I'm not around it a lot, um, it was one of those things where it it just reminded me of what it's like. Yeah. So there's that. But then there's also, since it's the Oregon coast, you also still have plenty of coastiness that's still involved there. I mean, the Oregon coast is not like the California coast or anything like that. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's better. In some ways, it's different. It's just different. It's a working. It's a working coast. Yeah, like fisheries and and there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that, like an industry that goes along with it. And, now, is there um, in Seaside? Is it industrial down there? Seaside is more tourist than the rest of the coast. Gotcha. Like Seaside and Cannon Beach are very touristy spots. Cannon Beach is like the fancy one, right? Cannon Beach is it's wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the Oregon coast, it's wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but. You're still on the Oregon coast. I mean, it's not going to change that much. They put a little, I think there's a little more spackle up, but, uh, oh, okay. but, and, uh, and I, hey, and I'm saying this because I grew up, you know, an, about an hour away from the coast. And so I knew a lot of coasties growing up. Some of my best friends were coasties. Some of my best friends were coasties. Mm-hmm. And I hung out with a lot of them. And, uh, co- Oregon coast people, and if you're from the Oregon coast, you know what I'm talking about. This isn't speaking out of turn. I'm not disparaging. I'm just saying it's a the salt of the earth people. You know, they... they um, Keep going with this. Yeah, I know. Where to go? You're doing I, great. You know, they work hard. And they also drink hard. So there's there's some different things. Did you that, meet any, like, special coasty friends? I, I did. I briefly. I ended up meeting a couple... Uh, one of whom like worked in a worked at one of the hotels down there, and then her husband was a truck driver, who, well, it, they were nice, but one of those things where it's if it's almost like you feel like they've been sitting here all day waiting for somebody to talk at. They've been waiting for a girl like you. They don't want to talk to anybody. They've been waiting for somebody to talk at, and I happen to be in the right place at the right time to be the focus of the talking at, and so I got to hear all the stories. And some of the stories that I didn't necessarily want to hear. Um, but <laughs> some of them like were... Like what? Well, not necessarily I didn't want to hear, but it's just I didn't have a choice in the matter. Um, he was in prison for six and a half years, and he could tell you the exact dates. She joked about uh, the sexual interactions that he had in prison while he was there. And then huh. this was them just, them just saying this, not me asking questions, just, okay, 
these are this is what we're doing. Like I'm I'm here. You've been waiting to put on your show, and here I am, your audience, your unsuspecting audience. And so they they talked about that. Talked about how uh, Portland is Portland's a shithole. That's what he, what he told me. Lovely. And uh, and so it's, it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, this is uh, this is the coast. And of this course, coast you town. meet these people. Yeah. Did you find what was he in prison for? I don't know. Oh. I that was the only question I wanted to ask. That is the most important question. The problem is that once they started re- reference to, referencing to uh, how he got by in prison, then I was like, uh, okay, I don't know if I should. Were they asked trying anymore. to like? They they were insinuating. You? No, I don't think so. That seemed. Mm. Uh, well, she kept implying, yeah, talking about uh, experiences, experiences in prison to get outside through, of their relationship, outside of their relationship. Because of the situation he was in. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't care, but really, why is this the point of emphasis it to seems me, like a strange the stranger? It's thing to bring up to a stranger. To a stranger in a that you bar just met. restaurant or whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, I, all right. Okay, cool. Like, what, what, what do I say? I mean, what do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> so. So that happened for a little while. Then uh, it's like, eh, I gotta go get some dinner. <laughs> see, see you later. Got out of there. So anyway, Seaside was was cool. It was it was fun. And then uh, yesterday, though, this is what we were talking about. Yeah, because I want to know what show. you're talking about at the beginning. I, so, so this is something that you think that you could do for. for I think life. I could. I think I could. And so we went up to. It's Astoria. not be that couple special play thing. No, it's not. Okay. It's not to be that. Okay. I decided uh, the opportunity was there clearly, and I decided to pass. Oh so, God! Then no. pass. Come out to my truck. Uh, no. Now, did you get any? All right. Now, you know, because we like to like sleuth on the internet. So did you get any information to where like might be able to figure out what he did? Because now I'm kind of curious. What he did to be in prison for yeah. six and a half years. Um, I mean, so that's probably what it's like a 13 year sentence, probably six was, and a half with good behavior. So 13 years. What do you get okay, in prison for? There 13 was an years? implication, and again, well, not even an implication. I mean, this. I'm just a stranger in a bar. I'm not like violating any public private conversation. So I guess I don't care. I'm just going to say he started talking about how there's a time when you do so much, uh, you know, you have so much ill gotten gains. And I think he said ill gotten gains. I'm pretty sure. Wow. He even talked like you a little bit. And he talked about having, you know, you got stacks of cash, but you feel guilty about it. So you just start giving like $500 to a kid on the street. You just start giving it away because you don't want it anymore. So I don't know, but he had at some point, a lot of money. She also implied we need to get, um, and I'm paraphrasing this part. God, I'm, I'm remembering more of this now. She implied that there's a stash of money somewhere. What? And I don't know if that was a joke or not, but he got really awkward when she said it. If he got really awkward, that's probably not a joke. Because she's like, we need to go get all of that. And he's <gasps> like, oh. Wait, so he, stashed the the, so he stashed the money somewhere and she knows where it is? I don't know. I, my guess, the implication I would take from that was that she doesn't know where it is, but she knows he knows. And he talked about having so much money that he was just giving out $500 at a time to random people. Wow. Did he give you $500? No, he did not. Oh, that's I a bummer. I did not get the $500. That's like a horrible story if he's like, and there was this time in my life when I'd give everybody I met $500. Yeah. I was the Oprah of the crackheads. Sorry, I, I mean, in, <laughs> Here you go, you get $500. Right? And you get $500. And then yeah. you don't get, you just get the story. You don't get the 500 But who knows where that money came from? Ew, yeah. Blood money. I don't know. 
I mean, six and a half years is no joke. I think you got to do something. No, because six and a half years, it's usually cut down, isn't it? So it was probably at least like 10 years. If he served six and a half years. Rob a bank? I I, I don't know. I mean, something where he had a lot of money at one point. Because that's for that he told me. And of course, this is the only person that you met on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That and yeah. an old guy was a veteran, but he was harmless. Um, yeah. Yeah, why would you? It's being brought up in the uh, live chat for the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Keelan said she mentioned it around a new person. That's a no-no. Yeah, that yeah, seems why like really suspect. I, I mean, think... they don't know me. This all took place in about... Do they know your last 15, name? 15, 20 minutes? No. Do they know what you do? No. No, I don't. In situations like that, I'm not going to tell somebody what I do. Yeah, I always default to bartender. It didn't come up, and I didn't uh, offer it up. Like, like I said, they weren't really interested in anything I had to say. They were, they were looking for somebody to talk at. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so it's being speculated here. Verity just said drugs, definitely. Mike said from robbing strangers they meet in bars. Oh! oh. I could have outrun them. I always judge if I can outrun somebody. Like, that's something that's always in the back of my mind. I think it's just from being a little, you know, a short person. All right, John is saying uh, the convict probably spent uh, spent all the money without telling her, so she thinks it still exists. Do you think he's holding it out there as a, someday, baby, we'll go get that money and we'll buy the big house? Were they like, like a, you, We just got to wait a little longer, baby. I can't get the money did yet. They, did they just say shit like, this is my ride or die, baby? It probably, yeah, they didn't. They did it seem like that. Like, they, they like it's like us that. versus the world. I've met trashy yeah. couples like that yeah. where they're just like, nobody has love as deep as ours. Yeah. I'd kill for my love. Well, they had been uh, married, divorced, and married. So, yeah, they've been together. What? Times. I'm just saying, I don't care. Wait, no, 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 I, no, no, I'm sorry. Wait. Wait, married, then divorced, and then married to each other again? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's some passion. Yeah. Oh, they've got some fiery flames going on. Oh, yeah, she would murder Ricky you. Ricky says you can't outrun them if they knock you out first. That's true. Always be aware of who's behind you. Oh, I would Greg. definitely be quicker than either of them. But, uh, hmm. I don't know. Now am I going to get in? I, every show we do with this, I feel like I'm getting deeper and deeper into trouble. Friday's show was me talking about how I possibly uncovered a... You're circling the drain, Greg. You're circling <laughs> no, the I'm drain. No, I'm just circling too close to the... Uh, um, also, may I just show this to you really quick? That was a frozen screenshot of us. Oh, that's, that'll be the screen that's cap That's going to be the screen cap for today's, today's show. So even if you aren't watching the video... You're going to be able to see this. Okay. We'll and that's that going to also be our new cover picture for our page. Great. Yes. Sweet. That'll go really well for us. <laughs> um, all right. So then you got John, out of there. With- John says, I've never met someone who uses ride or die and also makes good life choices. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Always watch your drink. That's another good point, Courtney. Did yeah, they seem like never- a lot of people, like the kind of people that I would like, put memes were- up about their love? And be like, you know, it would be like the, uh, like a picture s- of, who was the girl, the hot girl, who was Margot Robbie from the um, Suicide Squad? Uh, yeah. Um, well, Jesus. Harley Quinn. Yeah. So like a Harley Quinn, say like, but it's like a black and white one. It says if, you know, you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. I'm going to be honest. They seem like the, they don't, I don't think they're on social media. I don't think they're on anything oh, like nuts. that. Yeah. Do I, you have a first name, at least for the guy? I do, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, you it don't was clearly say it. a nickname. It wasn't a real name. So it went... People put nicknames on prison records. Did it seem like that was his actual name? 
I, no. Nobody's named that. Nobody's real name is that, full name. So, no, I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm not going to say it on the air. Because I've, the- I've given too many identifying things already. If you no, you haven't. You said that there was a couple that have been married twice to each other, one of which served some time in prison. As Courtney says. We know says, nothing about the woman. I don't even know where you met them. I don't know. On, in Seaside somewhere. As Courtney says, Greg is coming close to becoming a world of crazy story. <laughs> um, Greg is teetering on the edge. Yeah. Anyway, that was just like one encounter. This is just the, I, I guess I don't even think about that. Like, these are just the things that happen. Yeah. That just happened. Yeah. Yeah, the money thing. I did forget about that. You just get stacks of cash. You, you feel guilty about it, man. It just rides on your conscience. You start giving it away. That's weird. That is weird. All right. Well, you made it out of Okay, life. anyway. I made it out of there. And then uh, went up to Astoria, Oregon, which kind of on the way back, which is kind of taking a little bit of a longer way back, but not that much. So Astoria, Oregon, for anybody who doesn't know, oh. there's been a lot of movies that have been filmed there. Um, I haven't been to Astoria in so long. It's so beautiful and creepy there. I love it. Astoria is great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like this magical town that doesn't look like it should be real. It's where the Columbia River runs into the Pacific Ocean. So it's where the Lewis and Clark Trail ended. Like Lewis and Clark, that's where they ended, is Fort Clatsop right there. And so that's it, – it's a very – yeah, it's a cool town. I think it's the oldest establishment west of the Rockies. I believe I saw that on a sign somewhere when I was there. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just it's this picturesque, like, beautiful town. Like, it was the town from uh, the Goonies, yeah, of course. Yeah, the Goonies was filmed there. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop was filmed there. Like, Free Willy, The Ring, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Big time movies. Oh, uh, so wow. there, I don't even think of... I saw three. It wasn't Secret of the Ooze? That was two. That was two. The third one was where, I think it was the stand-in for Japan there in Astoria. I think is what they used it for. I don't remember exactly. Uh, John said, why wouldn't it be neat if there were, were or wouldn't it be neat if there were a local podcast about movies filmed in the area? There does happen to be one, Portland at the Movies. We've got a special episode of theirs after this, after this for live listeners. And, and so, um, so anyway, Astoria is a really cool place. And I just wanted to like go through there because it was the same thing. I hadn't been there in quite a while either. Mm -hmm. And stopped off, had some lunch, and then decided to go to one of the, museums they have there, and this is what I wanted to talk about. So, and I, I had, as many times as I've gone to Astoria as a kid or as an adult, I don't remember ever actually stopping by this place. And it is called the Flavel House Museum. And I'm speculating, I'm specifically saying the museum side because I found out some more stuff. Oh, the Flavel, like the Flavels in Portland? Like Flavels, if you're here in Portland, Flavel is the name of a major street. It's Flavel is used for a lot of things. Like it's a major name. So that's what's cool about Portland is that name. a lot of the streets and the areas are all named after actual people. It's yeah. like Hawthorne Boulevard, which is, you know, right through southeast is named after Dr. Hawthorne who um, you know, was the head doctor of an asylum here. Yeah. There's, you know, like Burn uh, you know, Burnside where people like Gleason, everything and Flavel was too. Yeah, Flavel as well. I don't think I've ever heard anything about Flavel. So Flavel was, well, let me tell you, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Greg. I'm going to the Flavel house cuz I I don't remember ever going to that as a kid. And I I don't think it was a museum when I was a when I was a kid. Um the Flavel House is named after Captain George Flavel, who was essentially the first, uh, the first uh, ship captain to create the um, to create the river pilots, like the Bar River pilots. So the river pilots are the people that hop on the boats, like when you have the big uh, ships that come into the Columbia. Oh, from like other countries. 
well, it doesn't have to be other countries, like okay. any kind of a ship. Um, yeah, some of them are from other countries. Because the, the thing is, crossing from the Pacific Ocean into the Columbia River is really, really treacherous. It's a, a strange confluence of those two different currents. And I guess the, the Columbia is like one of the worst, hardest ones in the world to, to navigate. navigate. Yeah, to get across that. So You have you to be a real a- badass to be able to do that. Well, yeah, because they have what they do is they have pilots who take them <laughs> from the bar into the Columbia, and then other pilots get on from the Columbia and take them up the river. Oh, those pilots must be very handsome and talented. <laughs> there you go. So, so um, we know somebody who, who does it. So, uh, but yeah, so the, the bar pilots, so that's a whole separate group. That's a different group that just specialize on taking a ship from the Pacific Ocean into the Columbia River. Okay. So George Flavel was one of the first people to really set that whole system up. And so he's kind of the founder, the founder of all that. Well, so he did some like some serious shit for for Oregon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be able to get ships into yeah into Oregon to be able to mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah. As John says in the live chat, there's something like two thousand shipwrecks in that sandbar. Yeah, because the sandbar shifts constantly at the mouth of the Columbia. So yeah, there's and that's that's true. There's like two thousand ships that are crashed down there in the bottom of that. Creepy. Mm-hmm. They're not in there. Yeah. No, they're, you're not getting them back. Yeah, I mean, and this is, uh, wrecks happen all the time. Every year somebody goes down around there. Not like the giant ships like they used to when we were kids, but fish, fishing vessels, yeah. I mean, it's it's so the real. pictures of it, I kind of want to look at it, even though it totally freaks me out. What, of some of the ships at the bottom? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. Okay. I kind of doubt it. I mean, it's seriously, it's really, really rough there. Oh, I, I, don't think I, you I could, imagine, I don't yes. think you could park there and send divers down. I we mean, just kind of leave it there? I don't. Yeah, I mean it's it's bad. Yeah. yeah, so that's why you have to have specialists who uh, who take you over that because they can learn and know where the where everything's shifting, how the tides work. And obviously, I am not an expert in this, and very few people are. So that's why that's where you you have a very elite group that does that kind of thing, and then then the elite group that takes them down the Columbia River and back and out to that spot. So that's why a story is really important. Is it's it's that spot where all that happens. Um, anyway. Flavel, you can read up all about that. Uh, Flavel was one of the founders of that. And so as such, you know, he became really, really rich. He was a real rich guy mm-hmm. in Astoria back then. And he built this gigantic mansion of a house that's just right there in the city. And I must have passed by this uh, every time that I've gone to Astoria because the main road kind of goes right by there. But for some reason, I don't remember ever going into this place. And it's like a three-story mansion. We'll post a picture of it on this on today's episode of Fun Employment Radio. And... It's like classic Victorian mansion built in, I think, like 1886. Oh, my God. Yeah. That thing looks like something out of a movie. Are yeah. you kidding me? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And that so is gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's one of those. That, it, it looks fake. It looks like something that, like, oh, that, there's no way that actually exists in the world. But it does. And it's one of those ones, you know, with giant spirals and... You know, weird towers like turrets around, and turrets on it, and all kinds of crazy stuff. It is a huge, huge house, and uh, it's owned by the Clatsop Historical Society, I think. Now that's the name of the county there. And I went into it, and it is—it's amazing. You can go inside. You can go inside. So it's a museum now. And I guess at one point it was almost turned into a parking lot, and said they got together and saved that. Which that would be a—that's a crime if that were turned into oh, a parking man. lot right there. So Whoa, got, I'm looking at some pictures of the interior. Is that what it looks like? Yeah, so they still have almost all the original stuff or at least reconstructed some of the stuff from 
from the when they were actually living there from in the the early 1800s or not early 1800s but um i think he yeah 1886 i believe is when the house was built 1885 1885 is when it was built. And he wow. only lived there for like seven years, but the family had it for a long time. And so you have, since he was, again, very wealthy, you have all of this original stuff throughout there. And so it was him and his wife and their two daughters. And, and it is, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how. So you get to go in and explore in there and see the stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go in, you can explore it. And you can walk around it and check out everything. And what I was talking about at the beginning of the show is what they don't have is anybody in there who is reenacting any of it. <gasps> oh, and God, that's is what this I was going to say. This is what you're getting at. Okay. <laughs> is the, that, uh, you know, I think that would, uh, that would be pretty fun. So, uh, so is that saying, something that you can get away? I mean, because I know they have reenactors. Isn't there something. Up in, like, even Vancouver, at Fort Vancouver? The- Fort Vancouver, they do it. I used to go there as a kid, yeah. Fort Vancouver was an original outpost in Vancouver, Washington, not Va- not Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, right, yeah they, so have, they have reenactors. Let's get this clear. So we're, we're not saying that you want to, like, pretend to, like, you don't want to pretend to be a Flavel and be, like, identity theft. No, they still exist, so I couldn't do that. Are there Flavels in Portland? I don't know if they're in Portland or not, but, I mean, they're, it's not like they just disappeared. There, there are definitely Flavels still around. But they don't own that house anymore. They gave it to, to uh, the Clatsop uh, Historical Society. Gotcha. So that uh, so yeah so they they're still around. But what George Flavel has a, a Facebook page in case you want to be friends with him. What? <laughs> Somebody made a Facebook page for George Flavel. It says that he's self-employed and living in Astoria, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old black and white picture. Um. That's funny. So anyway, I think maybe. So how much do you know about George Flavel? Do you think that you should that you would be able to start doing it? I think I could do it. All right. What is? I know that he said they had separate bedrooms. Him and his wife had separate bedrooms. Could you see them in the house? Yeah, you you walk through them. What? Yeah, no, you walk through them. I mean, I mean, you probably can you, you. You can't like touch anything though, right? Mm, I mean, you're not supposed to like, yeah. touch it. Although there wasn't anybody monitoring you. Yeah, but you didn't touch anything. I didn't touch anything. Okay, good. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna do that. No, because that's the, I remember studying in my art rest- restoration classes, like even just a, the grease from a fingerprint. Yeah, can uh, cause ir- irreparable damage. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna go yeah. touch anything. Um, I though they. <gasps> Mike is saying just dress up and start doing it. Then pass the hat. You don't even have to be accurate. Just start making up Flavel facts. There is a late. I mean, there's a couple of people that are there because you have to get by a ticket. And, you know, when you walk through, you hand off your tickets to her. I don't know if she would care if I just showed up and started acting like George Flavel. They're like, well, hello there. Welcome to my bedroom quarters. My name's George Flavel. You just hunker down in wherever his room I've is. I've been on like, the scene. Well, how do you do? For nigh on to 30 years, but I ain't never seen a place as beautiful as Astoria, Oregon. Now, where from the seas do you make it from, madam? You know, and then interact and be like, Portland, Oregon. I bought furniture there one time. Beautiful city. You know, and then I could, yeah, and then I could totally do that. And I could have that uh, that whole thing working. Maybe for our next adventure, we need to go to Astoria. Because I'm looking at this. They have uh, shot in Astoria guided film tours where it's a 45-minute tram that you can take all around the city and look at all the film locations. I feel weird doing that. Who cares? 
We live here. And people probably, that's one of the funnest things. Like when my sister lived in New York and she was all, like all of her friends would, or like, ew, who's taking all of those gross tours? You know what we did every time I would visit her? We got to do all the things that she was always too embarrassed to do. Yeah. It's fun to be a tourist in your own area sometimes. Like without me, my sister wouldn't have gone on the Gossip Girl tour that we oh were my way gosh, too gossip. old to go on. Yes, my sister and I were as old as some of the moms on there. And then, um, yeah, and then we also went on the Sex in the City tour. And all of her friends who were making fun of her after we told them about it, they're like, I've seriously always wanted to do that, but I was just really embarrassed that people would make fun of me. I'm like, just <laughs> do it. Well, we could do like a day tour to Astoria. Yeah. We could probably get a, a bus or something and have it. Get a bus or like stay at a bed and breakfast or something and have uh, have some people. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I would love, yeah, I would love to go out there. All right. Well, that's something that we might be able to come up with. Um but the bottom line is, though, I think if this worked You're out for me... You're going to get kicked out, and then you won't be allowed back into a story. No, I, but what I could do is start doing this and traveling around city to city to, like, famous historical things. I'll do, like, oh, I'm doing a month at the Flavel House in Astoria. And then the next month, you know, I'll be at the... Uh, uh, I have something better. I have something better. What? what you need to do is dress as George Flavel, but wander the streets of Astoria with brochures and be like, Hello, I am Mr. Flavel. I am one of the founding forefathers of Astoria. You have to be all, like, rickety, you know, like, cricky. Like, right. and then be yeah, like, why am I moving like that? I don't know. Because I feel like you're, you're animatronic. Like you're like Chuck animatronic because e- you're like old and dead. Looks like and it's so yeah, animatronic like, from Chuck E. Cheese. Or yeah, something like and like. you're like, please come join me for a tour of my house, of my humble abode, not so humble abode. Wink, wink, and then give it to them, and um, and totally sell tickets and help the historical society. You could volunteer your acting services. Yeah, but how do I make money at that? You don't. You're just doing it for the creator. No, program. no, I'm in it for the money. Like they're gonna hire me because I will bring in. The big bucks, you know, because of my my incredible impressions of George Flavel. It's like it's like he rose from the grave and has returned to his manor. That'll be on the front page of the Astoria newspaper, you know, and it'll be like a George Greg Neville as George Flavel must see once in a lifetime, you know, and then and this is what it'll be like everywhere I go. Oh, Carrie is saying we could do a remote podcast over there. They have a couple great karaoke bars. Yeah, well, we this is something we can work out. Yeah, we can work out a trip. Well, now I'm all jealous because you got to go to like this amazing mansion thing, and I didn't get to see it. <laughs> I love how it's just I can't do something fun. It's got to be. Well, now I'm we've je- been talking about you doing something fun for an hour. I'm very jealous, and it sounds very awesome, and I want to see it too. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Then then we we can work this out. We can work this out. Um, but in the meantime, yes, you should totally. Try to pretend to be an actual human person that lived around these parts and I then think, make money off of that. I think it could be a great Nothing thing. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Where I go around city to city. You know, like those like old-time performers, when they would travel around the Old West and they go like city to city and be like a big deal. Ooh, there's a performance at the theater. Burn, the traveling troupe. I would be the person that comes into town and pretends to be whoever their historical figure is. For whatever, like the big monument. Every town's got something. You know who you should talk to? Hmm. Our pal on the Portland Beardsman, Abe Lincoln. Is that what he does? Yeah, he's a he's an Abe Lincoln impersonator. Yeah, well, he does. Well, he looks like Abe Lincoln. I mean, yeah, he looks like Abe Lincoln. But I mean, but he also does like. Does the he like get paid to go around yes. places? Really, they send him places to yes. play Abe Lincoln. This, his name is Abe Lincoln for a reason. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I've seen him at different events as Abe Lincoln. Huh. Maybe he just has to do like the four score and. You know, whatever thing. But I mean, four score in seven years. You can't do Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln is already taken. But I mean, find out what George Flavel liked to talk about. I'd rather do a little bit lesser known, like George Flavels of the world. 
Like, everybody's going to be like, eh, close enough. Like, nobody knows. Tell me what George Flavel looks like. Exactly. Right now. So he can be whatever you think he does. Well, yeah. he looks like his picture. But yeah, so but if you, yes, you have it pulled up looking at his picture. Before this, did you have any idea what George Flavel looked like? Well, no, I didn't even know that so that's, there so, was a George Flavel. So exactly. So I'm free to do whatever I want. Everybody knows what Abe Lincoln looks like. like and, and he looks like Abe Lincoln. But this, now I can go around and, you know, it's going to be people, well, you know, I don't know. I'm like, ah, hello, um, I'm Sam Albuquerque, founder of Albuquerque here, you know, or whoever it is. You know, things like that when I go around to different cities. I think I think this is going to be. I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, hello, welcome to Chicago. My name's Chicago. I didn't know that Pete. you were trying to make money off of this. I thought you were trying to like help, you know, like a historical society continue on with the preservation of a beautiful house that was almost torn down to be a parking garage. Why can't I do both? I don't know, Greg. Why can't I make profit and help everybody else? I think this is going to work out pretty well for me. So anyway, that's where we are. That's the idea. But I do like this idea of taking a Fun Employment Radio road trip to Astoria. That would be fun, especially during the summer, getting up to the coast. Also very doable. I mean, that's very, very doable. close. So if you'd be interested in that, let us know. Um, yeah, we could. I, I think we could figure something out with that. We, we know some breweries over there. Like We could, we could probably work something out. Yeah, I'm like Honestly, if that's something people would be interested in. And we we're always up this. for new ideas for Fun Employment Radio. And we've been doing more travel shows. Uh, let us know. Yeah, if that's something you'd be interested in as like a group trip over there. Because there's lots of other stuff to do. I, it really is a neat town. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. That would be awesome. Okay. All right. Well, send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Um, you do kind of look like George Flavel. Do I really? Because honestly, I don't even know what Yeah, he, if what you have like. like a little bit of a beard going on, he has brown hair and light eyes. I put a picture of him in the chat. You did it? Okay, let me take a look here. Oh, I could pull that off. You could pull that oh, off. Oh, I could. He's even got he curly has your, hair. He has your hair. Like, he has yeah. exactly your hair. Also, creepy fact, he was 30 years old when he married his 14-year-old wife. So, there's, uh, yeah. Forgot about that part. Forgot about that part. That's how it was <laughs> Rick, done back then. Rick uh, says, Greg rolls into town like Lyle Landley grifting Springfield into buying a monorail. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun, too. Anyway. George Flavel. I really don't think How I do can you add do? anything. No, probably not. That- I, I do have to do some quick ball talk because I've uh, – oh, did I get another one wrong? Yes. Uh, actually, you're making people really mad, even like our friends that didn't know that you were calling team oh, names. Oops. I did post that I thought Belgium was going to yeah, win. Heather is kind of mad at you right now. Breaking news. France. France moves on to the World Cup finale. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. <sighs> One half oh, of the final to angry emails right now. He just did that really has fast. been decided for the World Cup. The World Cup semifinals are taking place. One match today, one match tomorrow. Today's match has just concluded. France playing Belgium, and the Frenchmen have moved on to the World Cup final. Belgium will play in the third place match. Tomorrow, the other one deciding will be England versus Croatia. And I love Croatia. I've been to Croatia. I've been to England. I lived in England. You did. 
Christ is an amazing place. I'm really happy that they're doing so well because they're like a, you know, there's there's a small country in all of this. People are beg. I'm, let me just tell you, we also have like a friend chat, and people are begging him not to root for Croatia because they're afraid that he's going to jinx them. Literally begging him right now. So let me just say, this isn't just the scope of the show that people think that Greg is bad luck. Like this is people, our friends, a group of friends that don't listen to the show that are all aware of Greg and his shitty magi- magical power. Begging him not to pick Croatia. Even, I predict! Even my friend who has a PhD, who is one of the smartest people I know, is really concerned right now. Greg wrote in, the, in our chat, I love Croatia. And then our friend wrote, that's why we don't want, I don't want, you don't want to be responsible for jinxing them. But I know you can't even say England will win, so no predictions at all, Greg. No predictions for Croatia, Greg. I predict! Oh, my God. I'm going to tell her. The winner of Croatia versus England. I'm removing myself from anybody from who I want to win, and this isn't against England. I just, I like Croatia. <sighs> I predict... The World Cup final will be France versus England. England's going to win. I don't want them to win. I'm rooting against myself. But I think they're going to win. I'm rooting against myself. But mathematically, I think England's Keelan just win. called you up, by the way. God damn it. Go Croatia. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Yeah. Oh, man. As Vicky says, you liked Uruguay, too. I did. Uruguay was my pick. Croatia would have been my number two. Do we have some uh, birthdays? We sure do. I want to wish very, very happy birthdays to not one, but two wonderful ladies. One of which, who is the matriarch of what we know and love as the Rutherford clan, <laughs> we would like to wish a very, very happy birthday. Well, let's give them both several ones. All right, first of all, very happy birthday to you, Miss Melanie. Hope you had a magical day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. And following Melanie's birthday was the greatest present that she could have ever asked for. The fruit of her loins. Ew, don't, don't phrase it that way. Kersey was born, and it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Kersey. I remember when you were like a little kid, and it's super creepy that you're old and married now, but I love you, and I want to hug your dog. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Weird. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. And also, I'm not requesting your husband play me in pool all the time. It is doing that on its own. Oh, is Rick one of the people that's getting it? Oh, no, oh, oh, Rick. oh, Kersey's husband? Yeah, Travis's. I'm not constantly. Oh, yeah, because he go to, he's like, hey, man, can you, like, stop yeah, asking basically me? Basically, he implied, to... like, oh, it's weird that you keep asking me to play online pool with you. I'm not! And apparently, knows through our Facebook accounts. 
<sighs> anyway. You're like the techie guy. Why don't you like change the settings so that nobody can see your shame? Well, yeah, I, you're right. I should know how to do that. Also, I should just stop playing, but I can't stop playing. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Huge thank you to our fine friends at Next Adventure. Next Adventure. Next Adventure, a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate them a lot. If you're doing anything outdoors, anything at all oriented towards that, Next Adventure is the place to go. They've been local here to Portland since 1997. They are fantastic people. And uh, we really do appreciate they their support so of, of us. They support our show. And so we ask uh, for people to support them. And you're not going to uh, regret doing that because it's a great place, uh, great people. Shout out to Caitlin as well. Met Caitlin over the 4th of July. Yeah. She is one of the uh, one of the many fine employees of Next Adventure. She's rad. Yep. And also, um, if you're looking for like – so I know like even if you're not like like super into like hiking or camping, whatever, if you're into just floating in a pool like I am, yeah. they have – Pool floaties. They have like the pizza shaped pool floaties and they have all different <laughs> kinds of like inner tubes and things that you need if you just want to like lay on your ass and like drink, have a cocktail or yeah. some sparkly water in the sun and you just want to relax. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's not all for like hardcore outdoor things. I mean, it's for anything. No, so that's, and they've got a whole second hand yeah. store. Like yeah, that's the why basement, it's not intimidating. The bargain, the bargain basement. You don't have to be some like super athletic in shape person to go there and you're not going to feel weird no. like, when you go into some no. like. Like ultimate gear store, and everyone's like super shredded, and you're like, I That's feel like not, a blob. I don't like going into those places. No, they make you feel so uncomfortable. This is like exactly opposite of that. So it's go for there. normal people. It's for normal people who just want to do normal things, extreme things, normal things, anywhere in between. It's wonderful. Yay. Mm-hmm. All right. I kind of want one of those giant pizza floaty things. Yeah, you really seem to be obsessed with the pizza. pizza we well, can get them at the worldwide location at nextadventure.net. Nextadventure.net. Get yourself your own pizza floaty. Worldwide. Worldwide. And if you are going to Helium Comedy Club tonight, be sure to cheer for us when yes, they uh, make an announcement with the judges. Also, uh, I might have an extra pair of tickets, so if you're interested in going, message me. Yeah. All right. That's true. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being so wonderful. We're back tomorrow at our regular time, again, of noon o'clock Pacific time with the podcast going up after that. Why are we talking all time, eh? Because I was doing George Flavelle. That's George Flavelle. Well, hello there. Just in from the high seas. You have one voice for everything. You know that, right? It's a really good voice, though. No. It's transferable. You can put it anywhere you want. It's not. Hardly ho. My name's George Flavelle. Okay, do oh, it. also, right now we're going to play the latest episode from Portland at the Movies, one of the fine shows here from Fun Employment, from the Fun Employment Radio Network. And coincidentally enough, they so all of their shows are about movies that are filmed in the area. And this one is actually, the one today is about a movie that was filmed in Vernonia. Vernonia is a small town on the way to Astoria from Portland. That's why I know that name. Yeah, yep. okay. Yep, and so it's... It's I remember driving a, through it before because I thought that Ver- Vernonia sounded like something from the East. I don't know. It's like a, a strange-sounding name. Yeah, it's just kind of a small town. And yeah. But this movie is called The Vernonia Incident, so they cover talking about that. It was filmed in 1989 using all local actors and crew, and apparently it was so bad they had to redub over the dialogue later and, uh, in California, so it's all different voices apparently. I don't know. It looks... Sounds like it's awful, and um, they talk all about it, though, about just the creation of it, and I love that kind of backstory to how something like this happened and how these disasters get made. So that's what we're going to play for you live now because you get it a day before it goes out publicly if you're a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. So thanks so much for that. Stay tuned. That is on the network next. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye. Bye.
We're still live. Sorry, I forgot to. Cool. It's like super warm in here. I was going to say it was warm, but I made it through the whole show without saying how warm it is. Did you hear that, Greg? I didn't say one time how warm it was. I was impressed. Thank you. I was impressed. And then I wasn't. Oh, God. I hope my bike is still out there with that fucking. We have to talk about that. There is a new. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either, but it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how we handle that. You can say it right now. All right, yeah, there's some, so uh, we got to work today, and I was riding my bike, and Greg was driving, I got here first, and I was parking my bike outside, and there is, I shit you not, an entire block and a half full of garbage and shopping carts. That wasn't there. That was not there on Friday. That is completely set up. It looks like the world's worst, like, flea market sitting out there, and it's just garbage and clothes and bottles and crackheads walking around yelling and scratching themselves. I mean, it is like a city out there. And it's directly across from where I parked my bike. So I'm a little paranoid about leaving it out there, but I'm not going to just have them like drive me to take carry my bike up the stairs every day. I'm not going to do that. So I locked it up. Hopefully it's okay, but it makes me really fucking nervous. I think nervous. your bike's going to be okay, but it's strange. It's disgusting. It's really strange. Yeah. Like, I'll try to get it. Should I try yeah, get a take a picture? Yeah. Right, I'm gonna go yeah, get a picture. All right, should we get good people are still in the chat? I want to post it before. Okay, you want to wait? Yeah, just for a second. Okay, Sarah's going to take a live picture of it, and then and then we'll play the other. Shoo. Oh, boy. Keelan, you snitched on me. <laughs> I've never seen Heather this mad about things. Um, Our friend Heather, who's the doctor, for me making a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they're gonna mess with the, with the bike. It is weird, though. I mean, she's not lying. It's it is like a giant meth head flea market has sprung up. That's it's about half a block long. Shit, somebody must have yelled at them to clean it up because I mean, there's little bits of garbage scattered everywhere, and there's just one. Oh, do they pack up there. and move? Yeah, some of them. I mean, look, there's that one pile. Oh yeah, no, okay, it's all gone okay, so then. That's, it's gone. Can, they, can you see that? In the- um, probably not. Oh, not really. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like if they mostly moved it, then I'm not as worried. There's a garbage bin behind it. Should have got a picture earlier. I didn't think about it. God, that was, it was the most disgusting thing. I've never seen that in our neighborhood. Yep. All right. right. Portland at the movies right now. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.com. Bye, friends. I didn't check for my bike, actually.